0: Chasing the dream for Tory, Final qualifying for the U.S. Open is for the most part done, although there's a couple sites that are underway as we speak. Also, the Premier Golf League, they have set a date to start. But will it ever happen? We'll talk about that today. Plus, a future star in one who stands right on the threshold. Joining us live on the Fairways of Life show worldwide. Yesterday, and then because of weather delays, et cetera, coming into today, what are the great 24-hour periods in, in golf? As I mentioned, a little bit longer than that window because of what they had to do to finish up some of the sites. Nine qualifying sites to get into the U.S. Open. And to think that the names of players that are battling to get in, have to battle to get in is part of what makes it so unique. So we've got some of the sites that we have reporting on that I want to go through with you. And Dom, what I'd like to do today is, is as we go through these some of these sites, I would like to know who didn't get in from these respective sites too because I think that lends as much weight to the story as anything else. First of all, the Bears club down in Jupiter, Florida, obviously being down in Florida, you're going to get a lot of players that live in the area. The most players you're going to get in terms of tour players at any one of these qualifiers is going to be right next to where that tour event was. And we'll be getting to that because that's one of the ones that are still ultimately undecided uh, when it talks about the full list of who's going to get in. Those at the top are pretty safe, but we'll go through it in a second. First of all, Bears Club in Jupiter, Florida, 78 participants for six qualifying spots. Patrick Rogers finished at seven under par Uh Amateur Andrew Cozen at 4-under. Fabian Gomez at 2-us. Louis Gagnon 2-under. Thomas Aiken at 2-under. Brandon Grace at 2-under par. First alternate is Brad Steckmeyer at 1-under. And then second alternate is Jonas Blix at level par. Dom, is there any way that you could pull up Bears Club for those who, who came close but didn't? Sure.
2: Uh, the, the, the folks that, I guess you'd say, failed to advance yeah. uh, who are notable. Kyridat Jappy Barnrat. I did make the cut. Lucas Glover, Jonas Blix, and Luke Donald.
0: Wow, Lucas Glover, a former U.S. Open himself. All right, let's talk about the Piedmont Driving Club in Atlanta. 72 participants, but everybody hits great drives. There are five qualifying spots. Davis Shore finished at 11 under par. Hayden Buckley at 10 under. Grayson Siggs, 9 under. Amateur Spencer Ralston is 9 under. Rick Lamb at 8 under par. And then first alternate is Thomas Bass at 8-under. Second alternate is Alex Smalley. Uh, He at 8-under as well. uh, Dom, for the Piedmont Driving Club in Atlanta, who do you have? It's probably more like Piedmont Driving Club. Who do you have from (laughs) Atlanta that did not move on? Some notables that did not move on,
2: Seamus Power, your boy, countryman. Seamus. Martin Piller, who I actually ran into at the Rex Hospital Open. We had a funny little exchange off the air I can share if you want. Sepp Straka, the big man. Those are the best. And Keith Mitchell.
0: Wow, those are some huge cut. names that failed to move on. What happened with, with uh, Martin when you bumped into him?
2: Oh, well, he was supposed to come on the show, and it just didn't work out uh, timing-wise, and that happens all the time on this show. Sure. Um, that Nobody knows about half the stuff. So he was sitting next to me in the chair, and we were just chatting And he was talking about how much he loved the Ryder Cup and how special it was and how watching it on TV is just like it's his favorite thing ever. And for those of you who don't know, he is married to LPGA Tour star Jarena Piller, who was on the Solheim Cup team in a very important way. And I kind of elbowed him. I'm like, "Uh, Martin, what about the Solheim Cup? And he's like, "Uh yes, of course. Solheim Cup's (laughs) the best. It's very important.
0: (laughs) I I was like, yeah. Don't forget about the Phil Cup, Martin. Kind of important. Kind Who's of important, folks. What hurts on you? Is it your back? Is it your knees? Is it your ankles, your feet, your neck, your shoulders, your elbows, your wrists, your hands? We could go on and, on and on and on and on and on, especially because you're a golfer and you put up with the pain. BioFit 360 is there to help you get over all of that. First, you have to get your information, do your research. That's what I love about our sponsors is they don't hide behind slogans and say, yeah, we're great because we say we're great. They actively encourage you to do your homework and find out why. They've consulted with over 1,000 medical professionals to find out how to safely, most effectively extract the CBD oil from the hemp plant. It can make you feel better. It can make you sleep better. It can make you do better, feel better, and be better all in one. Check it out, biofit360.com. Okay, Dom, let's talk about the Woodmont Country Club in Rockville, Maryland. 71 participants for four qualifying spots. The number one spot went to Taylor, uh, Taylor Pendrith at eight under par. Dylan Wu then at seven under. Chris Baker, huh? five under par. Christopher Crawford at five under par. First alternate is Michael Brennan at four under. Second alternate is Brandon Smith at three under par. First of all, Dominic, before we talk about who didn't, how about who did with Chris Baker?
2: Oh, yeah, he's the best. He's our favorite. For those of you who don't know, he's a part of our Beyond the Rope series, and we've, we've, we've been catching up with him and talking to him, I don't even know, six, seven, eight times in the last ten months or so. And I texted with him last night at <laughs> midnight, and he was up at five in the morning and texted me back, and he'll be joining us today to talk about getting into his very first major championship. Yeah, baby. This is the first time he's ever played in a major. He is beyond pumped. And he is sitting in an airplane with all that energy right now. So good. when he awesome. lands, he'll call us, and we'll see if he explodes.
0: That is awesome. Very <laughs> Catch good. it live right. here. Woodmont <laughs> Country Club in Rockville, Maryland, Then Dominic. Who didn't? Yes.
2: Uh, Denny McCarthy missed it. Uh, oh. Daniel Summerhays and Sean O'Hare all missed the cut there. Wow. Again, that was only four spots. It's interesting how all these are broken down. I mean, some of them have lots of options. I, I mean, I've heard stories, Matt, of guys traveling all over the place to go to courses that they like or go to a place where they have a better shot percentage-wise. It's, it's crazy out there.
0: Yeah, it's like if you're playing in Columbus, you know you're playing against the top of that leaderboard is going to be predominantly tour players. All right, the Century Country Club and Old Oaks Country Club in Purchase, New York. 79 participants for four qualifying spots. Cameron Young, 8-under. James Herville at 5-under. Andrew Pope at four under Zach Zabek at three under first alternate is Ben Poland at two under par. Second alternate is Rob Oppenheim at two under par. Now what what is another interesting question there, Dom is the alternates. We got to look into this because I honestly don't remember the answer. There's alternates from each site. So how do you fall in the queue in terms of what alternate position you hold for the U.S. Open itself? For example, as I was telling you, the Century Club, there's two alternates. Where do those two fall in the pecking order of all the other alternates? I'd be curious to know the answer to that. All right, Century Club and Old Oaks Country Club and Purchase New York Dominic. Who did not?
2: Uh, Tom Lovelady did not make it, and uh, one of the names on my list here that you actually already mentioned is Rob Oppenheim, who technically did not make it, but he is a second alternate. Although all these sites, as you mentioned, have alternates, so... But they're not all going to get into the U.S. Open.
0: <laughs> no, there'd so, have to be a lot of sickness I mean, and injury if they were all going to get in. Yeah. <laughs> a rash right. of food poisoning or something. All right, now, here we go. Someone's the Brookside. Gonna the punch. <laughs> yeah, Dom, I'm going to need you to pull this one up because this is the one that's active. The Brookside Golf and Country Club and the Lakes Golf and Country Club in Columbus, Ohio. It's 120 participants for 16 qualifying spots. Okay? So... Where are we at right now? I know Peter Malnati was doing well early yesterday, but I guess he kind of slowed down in his second round. Our friend Peter, how's it looking as of this moment? Well, I'll get, what I'll do is I'll give you a, a quick leaderboard here. So
2: as you mentioned, it's a huge field. Lots of tour players coming off the Memorial. Uh, very heavy tour player field. Very challenging yep. place to qualify. 16 spots. So Ches Revy is 12 under. He's done. Pretty much locked up a spot. Eric Van Royen, he is 7-under through 13. He's 11-under. Pretty much locked up a spot unless he really stumbles coming in. 10-under, um, J.T. Post and Wyndham Clark, they're both finished. Tied for fifth now, we're at 9-under. Martin Laird, Brendan Steele, they both are still have a hole left to play. At tied for seventh, this is 8-under par. Remember, only 16 people get in here. Yeah. Tied for seventh, 8-under par, 3 people. Dylan Fratelli, Rafa cabrera Char- uh, Listen to the names I'm reading. It sounds like a, I know. a it tour. Sounds it like sounds t- like leaderboard at the memorial right now. Exactly,
0: yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Just um, that.
2: It's Rafa cabrera Dylan Fratelli, and Charles Schwartzel. And Charles Schwartzel is the only one of that group who is still on the golf course. He is six hundred through 14. So he still has several holes remaining. Uh, Sung Hoon Kang and Adam Hadwin and Michael Johnson are all 7-under par. That's tied for 10th right now. And two of them, Adam Hadwin and Michael Johnson, are still on the golf course with holes Remaining, Now yeah, we're now at That's, tied that's 12 names you've said.
0: Friend. 12 names so far you've Correct. said 16.
3: Correct.
0: Not that these guys are all definitely uh, locked in because people can still chase them from behind. But you're already up to 12.
2: Well, they could also fall down. Like Michael Johnson's even par through 14 still has several holes left. He's at 7 under. If he, has a, he makes a couple bogeys coming in, he's out. So there's a lot of movement going on still here. Cause a lot like of Half movement. the names I've read still on the golf course. Yep. Uh, so tie for 13th. Is 600 par. There are four names, and one of them is uh, our friend Peter Malnati. He is done. So his score will not change. However, Kyle Stanley is only through six holes. Nate Lashley is through 15, and Ricky Fowler is through 15. He was through 14. He has birdied his first hole. So he is trying to do it. He's going to have to make some more birdies here. looks like he's got a few more holes left.
0: Well, those um, four names that you just said, right now. Peter Malnati, Kyle Stanley, Nate Lashley, and now Ricky Fowler joining them at six under, would Correct. represent 16 names at the top of the leaderboard. That would that would be the cutoff right there. But as Dom's noting, there are a lot of players still on the field. Now there's a bunch of them, Keegan Bradley, Ben Silverman, Jason Duffner, Ian Holt, Brandon Hage and Bryce Emery, all of those players at five under, all of them are done. So it's unlikely that they're going to qualify for the U.S. Open. Uh, Padraig Harrington is an interesting one, Don, because he's at five under with two holes left to play. If he could birdie both of them, he probably will get his way into the U.S. Open. If he birdies one of them right now, it looks like he may get into a a playoff.
2: Uh, I would agree with that, yeah. and The last two holes that he's playing there are par fours. So we'll see what happens there. Cole Hammer, the amateur, uh, he is also still on the golf course with two holes remaining. Uh, Now we're getting into the, uh, you know, these guys down here in the three-under, four-under range. They really got to make a hard run, make four or five or six birdies coming in to really have a chance. But there is a lot of golf to be played in Ohio. There's, I mean, we just went through, quote-unquote, who's in the top 16 spots right now, and about half of them are still playing golf. So there's a lot of movement going on there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And one of those, I mean, I'm looking at tied for 29. Jonathan Vegas is four under. He's only played 12 holes. So he is two birdies away if he, if he can keep the ship steady from possibly getting into what would end up becoming a playoff, that, which is interesting because I'm pretty sure Peter Malnati, Malnati finished yesterday, but he obviously would have had to hang around because he's right on the edge and may have to may have to uh, have a playoff to see if he gets into the US Open. All right, the Springfield Country Club in Springfield, Ohio, 77 participants for seven qualifying spots. Uh, Carson Shacky at 9 under par, Robbie Shelton at 6 under, Bohog at 6 under, Brian Stewart at 5 under par, Troy Merritt at 4 under, Dylan Meyer at 4 under, and Salith uh Thigla, 3 under par. The the uh, alternates there, David Gazzalo at three under and Ryan Brem at three under the second one. So for Springfield Country Club, Dom, who did not get in?
2: Uh, Jim Herman, Michael Thompson, Bo Hostler, all missed out.
0: Okay, all those missed out. Now, Rolling Hills Country Club in Rolling Hills Estates, California is another one, Dom, that is not yet fully decided, perhaps. What do you have in terms of information we're at? Obviously, they are three hours behind us as we're talking about it, but what do you have in terms of information coming out of Rolling Hills? So, Rolling
2: Hills does not have as much movement. They're almost completely finished. Um, the reason why they, it, it doesn't show up as official is because there's only five spots, and currently the only person left with holes to play is in one of those five spots. Thomas Lynn is through 16 holes, and he is six under par. So I'll give you the list of guys right now, because this is pretty much decided here. So as you mentioned, there's 90 players, there's five spots. Chan Kim is 10 under. Ryuka Hoshino is 8 under. Taylor Montgomery is 7 under. Three of them locked in right there. Now you have okay. four people at 6 under par. Four people at 6 under par for two spots. Our friend Justin Suh, Roy Kootz, and Joe Neuheisel, who's an amateur. So those three players are all finished at 600 par. They're not in, but they're definitely in for a, a, a three-for-two playoff right now. We're waiting to find out if Thomas Lane is going to be in that playoff or not. Although if he were to birdie the last couple holes, he would get himself in, and all of a sudden it would be, you know, just another playoff for less spots. <laughs> It'd be a three-for-one playoff. So all that's right, what we're one. waiting around for, and obviously that's West Coast. So that that is not started yet. That's,
0: all okay, right. We're still waiting for the start of that. We'll see how that one plays itself off. Long Cove Club in Hilton Head, South Carolina will be next. First, PXG's new Gen 4 clubs. They're the most advanced, best-performing clubs that we've ever made. Packed with new innovations, aluminum vapor technology, precision weighting technology, X-Core technology, and more. Gen 4 irons, drivers, fairways, and hybrids deliver incredible ball speed, distance control, sound, and feel. Visit pxg.com or call 844-PLAY-PXG to learn more. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Okay. To Hilton Head, we go. 53 participants for five qualifying spots. John Ha, Sam Ryder, uh, and uh, John Spawn, and Wilson Fur all were five under par. Can you believe this? Uh, Akshay Bhatia uh, at four under. He got into a playoff. That means that Zach Suture at four under and Ben Martin at four under are the alternates from the Long Cove Club. So, Dom, at the Long Cove Club, who failed to get past? This was laden
2: with tour players there's a lot of guys who went there and wanted their shot and swung and missed ted potter jr will gordon ricky barnes brant snedeker wow trainer Patton kazire scott harrington ryan armor bill haas jesson hadley satoshi kodaira eric compton who's been playing well and bo van pelt all missed there so that was a that was another leaderboard that was stacked with some some tour players there
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to continue this pathway of discussing with you who got in and who did not get through qualifying for the U.S. Open when the Fairways of Life show continues after these words. Many of the big names that you're hearing us talk about today will be in the field at the Travelers Championship. If you log on to TravelersChampionship.com, not only can you see the early commitments, which includes the likes of Brooks and DJ and even more. It's, it's amazing what they're able to do year after year in terms of the quality of that field. Remember, DJ is a defending champion at the Travelers Championship. And you can find out how you can be on site. It's going to be limited because of the protocols, but it is possible. TravelersChampionship.com. More of the Fairways of Life show with a very special guest coming up after this. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain on the golf course? You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers, but now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better. Do better. Be better.
1: Hi, I'm Brian Hammons you Country Club members can now represent your club and compete in a Ryder Cup-style event, the inaugural Country Club National Championship, presented by Fuzzy's Ultra Premium Vodka. It's October 12th through the 17th at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. The field is limited, so don't delay. For more information, go to ccncgolf.com. That's
0: ccncgolf.com. I hope to see you and your team in Orlando. Streamsong is so special with three top 100 U.S. courses designed by four legendary architects. Tom Doak's blue course, Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw's red course, and Gil Hansen's black course. Secluded by thousands of acres, the greatest golf stories are lived, not told. Streamsongresort.com Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Tuesday. Absolute delight to have your company. And we're going to be joined by a special guest coming up in just a second that I'm really excited to reconnect with. But first, I want you guys to reconnect with some dreams to allow yourself the possibility of not only if, but when. Ireland.com, if you log on there today, then you're going to have your opportunity to see the wonders of this island, just like this. Anyone venture a guess on the TV side that are watching? That is the Great Ballybunion, one of my courses that I belong to over in Ireland very proudly in the southwest part of Ireland. It's Ballybunion Lahinch and Tralee for me. And this is a golf course that I'm convinced what really wasn't built, it was merely discovered. Mother nature is the, is the one that built this and it was from just millions of years of the sea pounding into the earth creating these dunes that once were covered by the ocean. And as a result, you know, it was land that you really, because it was sand-based, you really couldn't build on it. You couldn't farm it. You could graze it on it. But it was so perfect for these golf courses. And as a result, we have these glimpses. We have these slices of heaven. And this is absolutely one of them, as the drone slowly turns back to the tee box and pathway to the par 312. You can see the village of Ballybunion there off in the distance, uh, which is as important as the golfing experience, I should ask you to mind, because the culture of Ireland means as much as the golf in Ireland. Believe me, when you get there, you'll know. When you come in and you're greeted with a warm smile, it used to be a warm pint, not so much anymore, but definitely a good pint, and you'll be asked about how your golf was. How did you get on, would be the question that you will be asked. It is such a special, special place. Yes, here at Bally Bunyan, and there at Ireland. Ireland.com for more information on just how and why it is so special. Our next guest is special, too. Garrett Reban is a budding superstar. He's playing in his first professional event this week on the Corn Ferry Tour at the BMW Charity Pro-Am. He finished fifth in the PGA Tour University to get some exemptions on the Corn Ferry Tour this year, and his credentials are stout. Well, at the University of Oklahoma, he was number uh, first-team All-American, A Haskins Award finalist, he was ranked as high as fourth in the world in amateur rankings as a member of the 2017 Oklahoma NCAA championship team. He was part of the 2020 U.S. Palmer Cup team. I met him at the PXG College Golf Showcase late last year. And I'll tell you something, you will be seeing a lot of this young man. He joins us now, and I'm sure he's excited as we are about having him on about what lies in store for him. Garrett, how are you? Congratulations, my friend. Doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Absolute delighted to have you on. So tell us about the pathway, what you hope to accomplish, and as it grew closer and closer now within your grasp. Yeah, um, there was a lot of emotions
3: last week about what was going on and <laughs> what everything shaked down like, and not going to lie, I was shaking there uh, coming down towards the end, but uh, obviously super pumped and super thrilled to have some starts on the Corn Ferry Tour and looking forward to getting ready for the week.
0: Just in general, how I know you're—I know you're a young guy, obviously—but how is your energy level through all of this, or the emotional up and downs, and and really what has been a a competitive grind on top of everything else you have to do in your life?
3: Yeah, well, the national championships—the longest week of the uh, (laughs) year—so that was very uh, exhausting. And you know, I kind of when I got back, I said I'm going to give myself a day or two for a hard reset, and then
0: we're going to focus on what's next. What was the hard reset? What do you do for that? Is it just hang on the couch? Is it play video games? Or do you like to go out and do something?
3: Yeah, we uh, basically just kind of chilled out. um, Took a day off from golf. Didn't even touch a club, so that was pretty much it.
0: That's awesome. Now, you're wearing a PXG hat. Just tip your your bill down a little bit towards your camera. There you go. PXG. So I take it that's a very good sign that some sponsorships are starting to fall in place for you. What's going on?
3: Yes, sir. Um, PXG's the way I'm going, and I'm very happy with my decision there.
0: That's awesome. And, and what was that like for you, the fitting process, making sure that you have the right tools for what you're now going to do for the bulk of the rest of your life?
3: Yeah, I've been playing their clubs for a little over three years now, and, and they've always been great. Jake's been taking care, good care of me, um, always making sure I have everything that I need. So they're doing awesome. They're always on top of things and always, always get me what I need.
0: Any other early associations on the sponsorship side you want to share with us, or is it too soon? Uh, Yeah, I'll be
3: going with Nike Apparel, and then I'll be doing a uh, timeless ball and glove.
0: Oh, very good, man. I'm I'm very excited about that. All right, so here we are on Tuesday. What is your schedule for the coming hours and coming days?
3: Yeah, today, uh, I actually played uh, 18 holes yesterday at the Cliffs course. Uh, Today, it's going to be a little practice, and then probably go play nine holes at Thornblade. Maybe go play a little par three course tonight. Who knows? We'll see. Um, so have some and then, fun. Uh, yeah, and then uh, tomorrow we'll be uh, playing nine holes with a couple former former teammates
0: of mine. Oh, very good. Uh, when when you look at what you need to do to be a professional, I, I know you guys it, with the collegiate programs in the United States now are so well prepared for the next step. That is quite obvious. But having said that. What do you think are the most important attributes to make this transition to being a touring professional?
3: Yeah, I mean, college golf is is honestly, in terms of talent, it's probably up there with the professionals, but the professionals know how to cut out the uh, little mistakes, like making doubles and stuff like that. So, I mean, I feel like that would be the biggest transition and maybe playing a little bit smarter, maybe not going for the risk as much.
0: You know, it's interesting about that, Garrett, because even with your youth, you seem to possess a maturity that goes beyond your years. Uh, you, you seem to have this ability to kind of read a situation. Uh, and especially this year, I, I'm curious if you would agree with me that as great as your collegiate career was, you seem to kick it up to another level in, in this past year. What was going on there? What goes on between the ears in terms of your ability to, to stay in the moment, even when you're nervous and, and still do what you need to?
3: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to stay patient and remember what you know on the golf course and realize that at the end of the day, you just got to have fun while you're out there, and if you're not having fun, then then it's not great. So, I mean, I, I, I actually, before uh, before we started regionals, because that was a big final round for us, I wrote in my yardage book, I said, be a kid again, wow. and that was my motto for
0: that's awesome. Be a kid again. And that, that grasping of having fun obviously is something that you want to take to the next stage as well. Uh, what are, what is your mental mindset right now in terms of, do you feel, kind of feel like you're playing with house money that you've got this opportunity and it's before you and it's great? Uh, or do, are you feeling some kind of pressure? Give us a glimpse on the emotional side.
3: No, I, I'm just, I'm super thrilled and super excited for the week. I mean, I've been waiting for this moment for, I don't know, 17 years, ever since I was a little <laughs> kid when I dreamed of being a professional golfer. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, and it's going to be a great
0: week. When you were on the, the putting green back in those days as a little kid, wait, waiting for your parents to call you in for dinner, I, I'm curious, what event were you putting to win in your mind, in your fantasy? What event were you putting to win, and who did you have to beat to do it?
3: It was a four footer against Tiger Woods and the masters.
0: <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. All right. Here's, here's a, the, the last big question I have for you. Cause I love to ask young touring professionals at the start of their career, this question, you know, Garrett okay. Reband, that you are going to be your own corporation. You are literally now your own brand. I know you're working with David and drew and they're going to help you make sure that you align yourself with the companies that you're comfortable with and they represent who you are. But I'm curious about how you represent that brand. What do you want the brand of Garrett Rebrand to represent in the world? That, you know, I'm I'm a hard worker and
3: that basically no matter where you come from or what you have in your life, that you need to be able to work hard. And if you work harder than everybody else, you'll get what you want.
0: Dude, I hope that you get everything that you want. We are super excited about this pathway for you. We wish you the very, very best. And frankly, I'm pretty excited about kind of sharing it as it goes with you because I'm really curious step by step what you're learning, how you're enjoying it, how you're progressing. And I think you're, I think the world is open to you. You're going to fly as high as you want your wings to, to take you. Good luck with everything.
3: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It was
0: awesome to see you again, my friend. Garrett Reban is just getting started on his pathway this week on the Corn Ferry Tour. It will start with the BMW Charity Pro-Am with that. TourEdge.com is where you can go and find everything in their incredible product line because their product line is so incredible for one reason, because it is so huge. It covers everything that you could possibly need in the game of golf from the box sets that have everything that you need, including a bag and Putter and wedges and irons and woods and hybrids all in a box. And most of those right now are selling out like crazy, as you can imagine, to golf shops all around the world. But also, their new 721 line, their 721C line that has the beautiful ridgeback technology and has, has all of the, the carbon around the top and over the bottom, which allows them to move weight around so that it is in the exact place that you need it to affect the best performance. They call it Carbon Wings, which I absolutely love too. There is the C and there is the E version in the 721 line, just like they did in the 521 line. You got to check it out. And when you check it out, you'll be pleased to know, what? It has a lifetime warranty? Yeah, not kidding. A lifetime warranty at that. And pound for pound, they're the best value in the game as well. So check them out when you get a chance so that you know that the product that you need for your game is product that is the best for your game and Tour Edge just might be at TourEdge.com. We're not done yet with special guests on this Tuesday as we're talking about those that qualified and those that, in some cases, failed to qualify uh, for the U.S. Open at Tory Pines. And our next guest is someone that we have had the absolute delight and pleasure to get to know over the course of the last few months and beyond. Uh, Chris Baker has been with us on multiple occasions. Uh, this would be his sixth appearance on the Fairways of Life show. We've discussed everything so far in terms of where he is, where his game is, what he did during quarantine, uh, his, his everything. Remember when he was on with us and he had the little choo-choo train because he was because he was with his coach in the basement of, of his house for the kids, uh, how COVID impacted him and all the rest. Well, as Don was sharing with you earlier in the show, Chris is amongst those who got through. Finishing at five under par, he is qualified for the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. This will be his first time playing in a major championship, and we could not be happier for him. He is someplace going from one plane to another. Chris, I'm going to bring you in. Even, even though right now you look silhouette like it's an FBI uh, interview with you because, because of light coming in from behind you. Congratulations, brother. How are you?
1: Hey Matt, doing well. Thanks for having me on, buddy.
0: Can I ask you where you are, or is it a secret?
1: No, it's, uh, it's I'm in Charlotte. In, you're in uh,
0: Charlotte. I can actually see behind yeah. you, the, you know, kind of the runway to, to to get on the the other plane. So you're you're what you're obviously you're in between flights. I take it.
1: Yeah, just in between. I uh, had to connect here to get back from uh, DC. So in between, early morning, and uh, just next step, Congaree. That's awesome, brother. Did you get
0: any sleep last night? Mm.
1: 36 holes is a big day. Went to bed at probably 10 o'clock, 10.30, best case. Okay. And then uh, alarm went off at 4 o'clock this morning.
0: Yeah. How are you feeling?
1: A little tired, but I feel great. I mean, uh, yesterday was awesome. Um, get to play at first U.S. Open, which will be amazing. Uh, my dad was out caddying for me, which made it even more special. So. and um yeah it was it was a great day it was a lot of fun and uh obviously tiring but it's all worth it
0: dude that is so cool could you take us through 36 holes is there's a lot of peaks and valleys in that journey what was it like along the way was was there any point or any time that your that your dad helped you with something that wasn't about whether you should hit an 8 iron or a 7 iron but it was just about presence or words that kept you in the moment yeah you know, I just,
1: I, I stayed in the moment very well yesterday. I've um, been working on some things, my swing, my body, some, some mental stuff, and uh, thoroughly just enjoyed competing yesterday. It was uh, I hadn't been on the golf course playing in a tournament in three to four weeks, and uh, it just felt it was, it was a great day. I felt really calm, positive, um, and uh, with it all all day long. And um, it's 36 holes, probably out there for nine hours. Maybe got a little too sunburnt, but uh, <laughs> uh, I was really happy with how how I performed and how my dad was able to make it. I mean, he, today's his birthday; he turned seventy today. So yeah, man, um, it was uh, it was awesome to have him out there and and uh, walk thirty six holes. He's been working hard and getting in shape, so he was uh, he was excited as well.
0: Well, oh, rightfully so that he should be excited. As I mentioned, you, you ended up finishing on five under par at the Woodmont Country Club, as, as you mentioned coming back from. DC. As it turned out, that was one shot good enough. Uh, those at four under par in uh, Brennan and Smith uh, are both the first and second alternate, respectively, from your site. So, when was the last birdie? When did you now, in retros- retrospect, looking back on the scorecard, secure it?
1: So I birdied. Um, when I birdied, I birdied uh, five and six to get to seven under and then uh, bogey eight and nine, the last two holes, to get back to five. So um, wasn't the way I would have it liked to finish, but uh, Baffer, Hatcher, it's good Fettis, enough. Davis, and, uh, three, 3
0: couldn't be happier. Basket.
1: So when I, when I, you
0: I, had those, those late bogeys, Chris.
3: <laughs> I'm going to wait one second just in case you can't hear me. Yeah.
0: This is classic. He's right. in the airport, folks. So... <laughs> Tell that dude to go up to the counter. She's been looking for him for a while. So I know. You see? So when you had the two bogeys, did your shoulders slump a little bit? Did you think that it wasn't good enough? Or did you know that five under was probably still going to make it?
1: You know, I honestly I didn't know. My dad knew was the whole thinking. time. He, uh, he didn't say anything. I um, was a little bummed to finish that way, but it worked out. And uh, sometimes things work out well. <laughs> And uh, very fortunate that it did. Um, just, you know, two unfortunate bogeys. I, I, I wasn't actually too rattled. Just um, tough golf course out there at Woodmont. It, uh, it was in great shape and played very difficult. And in the, uh, the two closing holes, I hit good shots, just made bogey. And um, relieved that it was good enough. And uh, I played well enough the first 34 holes to, to push me through.
0: What, uh, Chris, are you most looking forward to about playing at the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines?
1: Gosh, I like Torrey Pines. It's, <laughs> um, it's a beautiful golf course. Um, I've had some good experiences there in the past. And uh, for my first first U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, it's going to be very special. I mean, I, there's been some good ones in the past. And uh, I had a run-in last time I was at Torrey Pines with uh, one of the best um, Tiger
0: Woods. It's, it's
1: going to be a special week for me, and I, I, I'm really, really looking forward to it.
0: Dude, we are so happy for you. I know that you're getting ready to go because I can hear all the announcements. you got another flight to catch. Uh, two questions for you. The first one is, what are your plans and in the, in the hours that lie ahead of you here in the next day or so? Uh, how packed is it for you, your schedule?
1: Yeah, so I'm getting home. I'm flying to Columbia, South Carolina, Yeah. driving from there down to uh, Congaree, uh, for the PJ Tour event there, and then yep. got to see that golf course um, as much as I can the next two days, get some rest, and be uh, ready to see that, compete Thursday, and then from there we'll fly out to San Diego um, either Sunday night or Monday morning. And uh, yeah, So it's a busy, busy stretch, but I wouldn't want it any other way, so I'm, I'm hoping that I'm going to play about six more events in PJ Tour this fall, probably the next six or seven weeks in a row. So uh, a lot of golf, but um, I'm feeling healthy, and I'm excited to see some good scores and some good results.
0: Dude, love it. Absolutely love it. And then I do want to ask you, as always, about your sponsors because I know they help you do your thing, and we can spread some love in this medium there. You want to share with us again who they are?
1: Yeah, sponsors. I mean, Tyler's Tyler's the ball and glove. Um, Outside of that, Puma Apparel, they help me out with some clothing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm – always looking for sponsors, but I feel like good play is going to be uh that's where I'm focused right now. So yeah, we are so proud of
0: you. Chris, we're, we're totally proud of what you're doing, everything you're doing, who you are and how you go about it. And, and it's, it's amazing. Absolutely love that you shared the experience with your dad. Happy birthday to him today. It just was super excited about everything that lies in store for you. And and in particular, the U S open at Torrey pines, we're going to be watching with great, Interests. we wish you the best this week and everything that you've got before you
1: fantastic awesome thanks matt
0: thank you good to see you chris it, buddy. see Take you good, bye. bye good bye. luck all right chris joining us live from the airport how incredible is that it it's unbelievable pjtour unbelievable how many things you can find inside just their web portal for example you know like with father's day coming up if you want to get dad chris should think about this if you want to get dad Uh, say a piece of apparel, maybe it's one of the new like brightly colored pattern shirts. There's a lot of really cool apparel that's out there right now. And you're not quite sure what size is perfect for dad. You can ask, but it varies almost by manufacturer. Well, this way you can get dad the shirt or whatever, whatever piece of apparel it is. You can get it for dad. You can give it for dad. And the one size that fits all is just save the receipt. And the reason why I'm recommending doing it on the website right now is because you're going to get your broadest selection, obviously, on the website. You can still go to any of the 46 stores, and and they're massive, and you'll see a ton that you have options of. If you decide to go with golf balls, again, the secret to golf balls is you've got to look inside the golf bag and see what kind of golf balls that, that someone likes to play. And then, again, you can pick them up. Online, you can pick them up in the store. Save the receipt just in case you're wrong, because the excitement's going to be there either way. Knowing that, well, you got me something really cool, and if it isn't perfect for me, I can go back and get it. My, my family got me uh, recently, you know, one of those wingmans, Bushnell wingman, and it's got the the mag- magnets on the one side, so it'll 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 just claw into the the frame of the the cart, and you can put your music through it because the speaker's incredible. But it's got this feature that when you're playing, you connect it, Bluetooth, to whatever course you're on with your phone. And you push this button, and it will tell you what the distances are for what you're hitting. It's incredible. But I love it because of the music, too, and everything else. But that's just one more gift item. And they have it the PJ Tour Superstore. You can see it all at PJTourSuperstore.com. Or inside the store, you can see literally it all that's in the industry. Uh, we will be back with more about what happened at the qualifying sites for the U.S. Open that Chris Baker just earned his way into. Uh, Thank you to Garrett for joining us, too. Great young guy, and it's exciting to see him starting his career, and we wish him the very, very best as well. But more of the Fairways of Life show coming up right after this. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses, and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Log on to boingolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital.
2: Come to where history meets luxury at the family friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there is something for everyone from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an
1: afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then,
2: Finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today.
0: What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear. And where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to pjtoursuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. All right, Dom, let's, let's continue to go through these qualifying sites while we're talking about it on this Tuesday morning. And then I want to talk to you a little bit, too, about the Palmetto Championship. And I want to finish by talking about this Premier Golf League where they apparently have set a, a time that they're going to start. They're ready to go. The question is with who? But we'll get into that in a second. Meadow Springs Country Club in Richland, Washington, 45 participants for two qualifying spots. Amateur Joe Highsmith leads the way at six under par, Steve Allen at four under, and then two alternates are RJ Mankey at four under and John Catlin at two under. The Dallas Athletic Club in Dallas, 115 participants for 10 qualifying spots, and the top now, it's a grouping at 9-under, but in my listing, the top two names that I have in mind are both amateurs. Matthew Schmid and Matthew Sharpston, both at 9-under par. Next comes Eric Cole at 9-under, Mario Carmona at 9-under, Kyle Westmoreland at 9-under, Jonathan Verman at 9-under. From there we go, Alvaro Ortiz at 9-under, Paul Barjan at 9-under, Hayden Springer at 9-under. Think about this for a second. All these guys at 9-under. From there, Luis Fernando Barco gets in at 4-under. Isn't this incredible? And then the other two at 4-under that are alternates are Jimmy Stanger and Bronson Burgoon. All right, uh, Dom, for Dallas Athletic Club, do you have any reports on who did not make it in in the Meadow Springs in Washington? Those two, who do you got?
2: I I do. It's actually quite a long list, Matt, because, again, there was a lot of tour players at this site. Bronson Burgoon, Scott Piercy, John Pack, Austin Eckrode, Braden Thornberry, Sean Stephanie, Brandon Wu, Pat Perez, Scott Stallings, Graham McDowell, Smiley Kaufman, Nick Wanted, and Mike Weir all missed the boat.
0: Wow. Okay, what about uh, Meadows Springs Country Club in, in uh, Richland, Washington?
2: Uh, some folks who missed out there, Isaiah Salinda, Andrew Putnam, and Maverick McNeely missed out there at Meadows Springs Country Club in Richland, Washington.
0: Okay, and at the Royal Golf Club which is in Japan, they had 14 participants for two qualifying spots. Uh Rio Ishikawa got in at 10 under par. He was leading the way. Uh Asagi got in at 8 under par and then the two alternates are Izumita and Baek both at 605 under respectively there. Adam I'm not I'm not going to ask you about that for the only 14 participants. I doubt that there was anybody uh, incredibly noble. There actually that,
2: was you? a couple guys that are familiar names to our our golf Please audience. Please then, yeah, my Ikeda all means.
0: and Hideto Tanahara
2: both okay. missed out there, with only fourteen people. So that's interesting. That's that has got to be. Can you imagine only four? I mean, you can basically see everybody from where you're standing who you're competing against around you on the golf course. That's got to be nerve wracking, man. I cannot imagine. <laughs>
0: It is definitely a little with
2: cool. that few people, you're you know, you're surprised like a little like WWF doesn't break out. Like look over there. You and know, I kidda. He's like 400 through 15. Tackle him. Go tackle him. <laughs> I so, mean,
0: only 14, man, that's brutal. We've got some pretty big news for you about tomorrow's show before I go on. I want to talk to you about the press conference schedule at the Palmetto and some air times and then finish up talking about this Premier Golf League question. But tomorrow, we're going to be joined by one of the legends of the game. And I, I, I'm going to tell you what it is because I'm so excited about it. But Tom Weisskopf will be our guest on the show tomorrow. And I already know the direction I'm going to go with Tom Weisskopf. I've seen every other interview with Tom Weiskoff for the last 20 years talks about what he didn't do. Um, many times focusing on, on the challenges and the issues that he's had with uh, alcohol over the years. That's not the direction that i am can take it any direction he wants to go, but I know what direction I want to go, and that is I want to celebrate what he did do. Uh, I, I want to celebrate the, the incredible career that he had, and we're super excited to welcome Tom Weisskopf to the show tomorrow. So uh, please join us for that in, in any way that you join us, whether it's uh, on the digital radio side or whether it's on the television side. Uh, Dom just completed the numbers. It takes a while for all our numbers to come in because we're on so many different platforms uh, for the month of May and it was staggering how many of you uh, the, all told we were way over a million and it's it's just we're so grateful for that thank you uh, and, and along the way now the Palmetto Championship press conference schedule tomorrow Dustin Johnson will speak at 9 30 a.m. Kevin Kistner at 10 a.m. Uh, Terrell Hatton at 11 a.m. and then the last thing I'm going to mention to you at 11:30 a.m. tomorrow will be Brooks Kepka. Uh, and I'm sure the conversation with Brooks Kepka will have a great deal of uh, focus on this feud, I guess, with Bryson DeChambeau and what it means and uh, how he feels about it and kind of where it fits right now in the game of golf. So I'm really curious uh, about how that goes. Uh, Dom, what would you say about Thursday? Don was just in my headset talking about Tom tomorrow. Then no, I was about- just
2: saying... I- in reference to Brooks, I'm just telling you this as the producer. I'll tell the audience as well. Yeah. Tomorrow is going to be about Tom Weisskopf. So we'll save Definitely. that stuff. I will get the Brooks stuff. We'll make sure you hear every word of it if it's, if it's worth, worth your time. But I'm not going to even give that to Matt tomorrow. I'm, I'm going I'm to save that for Thursday so that we can, I think, rightfully so. I mean, I've already started doing research, as I often do. And Tom's record is you're not going to believe it. You're just not going to believe it's not. It's even it's even it's 10 times better than you think it is. If that even makes sense.
0: It does make sense. That, that's why we're going to talk about this stuff. And, and the. I mean, he's a major champion, but the cruel reality of sport, maybe in life, is that it's measured by wins. That's it. But when you're knocking on the door as many times as he did, it starts to define for you why he was such a big deal in his time. And that's the kind of thing that we want to provide that context with, and we will get into it. All right, Palmetto Championship air times. Let's talk about that, first of all, so we get you ready about how, when, and where you can get it. And let's start with the broadcast coverage on Golf Channel. Thursday and Friday, it will be at 3 p.m. All these times are Eastern, both days. Saturday at 1 p.m. on us, and then 3 p.m. on CBS. Same on Sunday, 1 p.m., with Golf Channel and 3 p.m. with CBS is the way that it will go for the weekend. PGA Tour Live and PGA Tour radio coverage will be starting Thursday at 7 a.m., starting Friday at 7 a.m., and then PGA Tour, and then on the weekend at 8 a.m., and then PGA Tour radio on Thursday and Friday at noon, and on the weekend at 1 p.m. Now, PGA Tour Live is distributed by NBC Sports Goal through the balance of 2021. PGA Tour radio can be heard for free on the PGA Tour app, on pgatour.com, or if you pay for the satellite service SiriusXM in North America on the LPGA. The MediHeal Championship coverage will be on Golf Channel. We have it Thursday and Friday at 6 p.m., Saturday and Sunday at 7 p.m. The PGA Tour Champions starts Friday at noon. Saturday, it will be on at 3 p.m. Sunday, it will be on at 3 p.m. Okay, from there, let's talk about this Premier Golf League. This particular story is from the BBC, and Ian Carter wrote it. The, the title is Premier Golf League Revolutionary 250 Million Pound Series Scheduled to Begin in 2023. Any rights? Detailed plan for a 250-million-pound Premier Golf League aimed at revolutionizing the professional game are to be revealed later this week. BBC Sport has learned that Formula One-style global competition is scheduled to begin in January of 2023 and would include 18 tournaments targeting the top 48 male players in the world. A dozen of those events would be staged in the United States while the others chasing the sun around the world. Each competition would be worth 20 million US 14 million pounds with 4 million US going to the winner and last place picking up $150,000. By way of comparison, the biggest purse on the PGA Tour for a single event is 2.7 million from a $15 million prize fund for the Players Championship. There would be a team element with the team principals choosing which scores from individuals from their four-man lineup would count there are also plans to involve the leading women's tours and to plow 50% of the spoils back into the golf community. Those backing the project, run by British-based World Golf Group, are worth in excess of $20 billion, according to their boss, Andy Gardiner. A rival, rival, let me underscore that, Saudi-backed Super Golf League known as SGL was the talk of the sport during the recent U.S. PGA Championship at Kiowa Island. PGL's plans, which are entirely separate, look likely to stimulate conversation at next week's U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. Speaking exclusively to the BBC, Gardiner said, quote, the team is ready to go. We've used the last eight months to bring in externals to check through every single piece of the model to make sure the events of the last 12 months with COVID hasn't changed our thinking. The January 2023 date right now is entirely feasible. We will see how the conversations go with the community that we want to embrace it, end quote. That community includes the PGA and European Tours, who have formed a strategic alliance to fight off the threat of projects such as the PGL and the SGL. But Gardiner is convinced his project offers golf its best opportunity to increase fan interest in the sport. His organization has no desire to replace the majors in Ryder Cup at the pinnacle of the game. Players have been threatened with lifetime bans from established tours and potentially the Ryder Cup if they were to defect, but Gardiner insists such punishments would be unlawful. Quoting, Think about the individual's right to work. Thomas Jefferson, the Declaration of Independence, talked about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness, and that includes the ability to work as you want to. Individuals shouldn't live in fear of exclusion of not being able to work. Competition laws exist to ensure that there is a level playing field and everybody in these circumstances can compete for the services of the best players in the world. Different bodies create their own set of rules to protect what they have, and then it's a question of whether the rules that they have in place are fair And that's when you have to look at the relevant law. Imagine the reaction sponsors and broadcasters of the world's best players were all of a sudden banned. Common law in the United States says that it is a punishment that is not protection. You've got to allow people to live their own lives. That is why I am confident, end quote. Interesting, isn't it? But he admits there have been no discussions with the American-based PGA Tour. He revealed that his organization came close to a deal with the European Tour before the two established circuits formed a strategic alliance last November. To that, he said, it would appear to be a long way away. It didn't appear to be that far back in November when we were talking to the European Tour. There have been barriers, but there is no need. I've listened to players talk about being banned. They are not going to ban the players. I can assure them of that. End quote. He believes... The offer of giving 50% back to the golf community, including the tours, will help preserve the game's pyramid, which could then allow players to progress to his lucrative circuit. To that, he said, quoting, we propose to give half of the league. That would well involve all professional golfers, be them touring or non-touring, men and women, and quite possibly the charities that operate existing events and some fans, end quote. He said he wants to talk with the tours and believes that they can be concluded by September of this year. Tournaments would be staged with shotgun starts played over three days in five hour windows with no cut to make them more attractive as possible to broadcasters. Each venue would have major and Ryder cup size infrastructure costing some 13 million U S the PGL is keen to incorporate women's events the week prior to the men's tournament to create a festival of golf like atmosphere There would also be junior competitions with team branding throughout. Gardner says this group has listened to concerns raised by players over travel and world ranking points, which is why there will now be 12 U.S.-based events rather than the original plan for 10. No player will be asked to sign up until fears over bans and ranking points have been addressed. He's convinced his events would be able to carry world ranking points, which are one of the main passports into the four men's majors, the Open, the Masters, the U.S. Open, the PGA Championship. Players may well need reassurance that a startup concern such as this can live up to its massive claims on prize money and infrastructure, and he wants the the world to take a look at it with open eyes and open heart and open minds. Really fascinating. We'll see how it plays itself out. And just to underscore again, this Premier Golf League is different than the one that is the Saudi-backed one. That was causing so much discussion, as the article notes, as recently as the PGA Championship. It is absolutely fascinating. Before we send you all on your merry way today, Dom, let's get an update on what's going on at that local qualifier in Ohio, final qualifier for the U.S. Open there.
2: Yeah, it's getting uh, intense, let's say. So there are now 15 spots, I guess you could say, currently that are locked. And you have right now, there's only 16 spots available for the US Open at this qualifier. 12, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen people tied at five hundred par currently for one spot. Whoa. <laughs> so and you know, a lot of them are still on the golf course. So there is still some movement possible. Um, but right now there is a thirteen for one playoff. In, in play, and in that playoff right now would be Ricky Fowler. He only had four or five holes left this morning. He did make some birdies. He birdied two holes already this morning. He is currently 500 par, which right now would get him into a playoff. Is he on the course um, still? He is on the 18th hole right now, and if he made birdie right now, there's still movement, right, but right now this moment, if he were to make birdie would put him at 600 par and he would get the last the absolute last qualifying spot. Yeah, but there is
0: <laughs> other there's but, other players who can have a, a say on that depending on what they do too.
2: Correct. Up. Correct. And as far as best I can tell, it sounds like he hit a poor tee shot and he hit a rough approach shot and it looks like he's chipping around the green right now on 18 and if he chips in he's obviously going to uh, possibly potentially get in there. But either way, I think we're looking at a par there, which will put him at five under with a massive pile of guys. So we could be looking at a pretty intense playoff here at the Columbus site in about an hour or so.
0: Yeah. We have to mention it out of fairness too. you may not be looking at a par there. There's, there's a possibility of a bogey there as well. And if such, he would, he would probably definitively drop out of any chance of being at the U S open. So we'll see how that plays itself out as that qualifying site is still coming to its final climactic moments. On this Tuesday morning, uh, thank you, folks, for your company, Taves. Great to have Chris join us. So happy that he has earned his way into the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, and as we mentioned, particularly to do it with his dad on his golf bag. His dad's 70th birthday is today, and to speak with Garrett, who is starting his professional career uh, at the Corn Ferry Tour event at the BMW Charity Pro-Am this week. Really excited about that. So too, we super pumped up about welcoming another legend to the show tomorrow. And Tom. Weisskopf. I hope he's got time, and I hope he hangs with us for a long time. They usually do, uh, and I'm really excited about celebrating that man's career with him and with all of you. Until that time, once again, thank you for your support as ever. Thank you for your company on this Tuesday. Be well, and goodbye for now.